Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker, and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights, and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. In this episode of the Business Mastermind, I spend time with Alex Chisnell for number three ranked podcast, Screw It, Just Do It. Alex is a regional delivery partner for Virgin Startup and is also a Virgin Startup mentor. In this episode of the Business Mastermind, we delve into the pitfalls in starting and scaling a business and also some of the things that uh, Alex has personally observed that are consistent among successful businesses. So join me and Alex Chisnell from Screw It, Just Do It. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Business Podcast. Today I'm joined by Alex Chisnell, uh, host of the uh, number three ranking, actually, as we've just been discuss, uh, discussing uh, podcast, Screw It, Let's Do, uh, let's do It. Uh, Alex, we'd like to introduce yourself. Welcome. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, as you said, we've now got a top three business podcast, which I'm hugely proud of. Um, also started doing live events um, throughout the UK from like Liverpool down to, to Brighton. Um, also run the regional delivery program for Virgin Startup, which is Richard Branson's uh, not-for-profit business, uh, and also Virgin Startup mentor as well. Brilliant. I'd really like to sort of dive straight into your experiences with the with Virgin Startup and, and then particularly with the startups that you've worked with. What are some of the commonalities or common traits you see that businesses that get traction and, and, and start to thrive? And then we'll go on to what are some of the pitfalls that businesses can fall into in those early startup phases? Sure. Um, I think one word, focus. Right. Um, focus on one thing. And I think I'm as guilty as the next man of that. But I think those that are successful focus on one thing till they get that right. Um, and then move on to the next thing. You know, once you've then got the, the systems, the processes, the, the people, um, the automation in place, uh, what I see time and time again is people starting something and then, you know, shiny magpie syndrome, something else comes along and they think that's a great idea. Um, and I'm massively guilty of that and trying to get better at that. And I think one of the, the the traits of entrepreneurs and people set up their own businesses, they tend to be very creative. Yeah. And uh, creative people, I don't know whether you've done the uh, talent dynamics or wealth dynamics profile, but um, no. the creator is often largely akin to a, um, an, um, an entrepreneur. But the point is that they like bright, new, shiny objects, you know, yeah. the map pie syndrome, and they need a team behind them that will l- land that idea or put the systems and the process in place Correct. to turn it into a commercial reality. Yeah. And for me, having a mentor is key. Like my mentor who started with possibly just under a year ago now is brilliant like that. I will literally go in and just brain dump all of these ideas. I go, oh, this is amazing thing. So this guy's contacted me about putting on this event here. And then Virgin have come to me, let's going to do this event in New York. And she was like, okay, that's great. But how much time do you have to actually implement any of that? How much time are these other people going to put into that or are they literally thinking you're going to do all of the work behind that and how much is it going to cost and what she said to me which is really useful was to have you know some kind of a template that you could literally physically look at each idea that comes in put it on it and just go yes no 
maybe. And if it's a maybe, it can still be a yes, but you might want to revisit in that revisit that in three, six, nine, or twelve months. You know, it just might not be the right time for that opportunity. So, you know, you simply cannot say yes to everything. And I think you're right. Yeah, um, you know, having that team in place to be able to take that idea and do that. But you know, you as the entrepreneur obviously need to weigh up the pros and cons of doing that. Um, do that groundwork and then be able to pass it on to that team once you've got you know that initial momentum. But yeah, f- focusing on one thing is is, is huge. Just to see so many people starting a business and then starting you know a secondary or or a third revenue stream where they they haven't got the first one um, you know functioning correctly first. Um, having the ability to to hire is also absolutely key. Yeah. Um, those that are able to. I mean, we did, we did an event literally on Wednesday night and that came out as the biggest challenge of all four entrepreneurs that I interviewed there at that event was being able to hire correctly and having the right team in place and, and knowing what motivates that team because not everybody's motivated by money. Uh, but, you know, one of these guys had 80 plus employees and said, you know, all of a sudden, you know, hospitality uh, industry particularly has got a high turnover rate. People don't, don't get into it. For the money, but it's trying to understand what motivates those people to join your business, be in that industry, and what's going to motivate them to to stay with you at the end of the day. Um, But everybody I've I've, I've ever spoken to, you know, now have 120 episodes of the podcast, 20 events a year with you know three, four entrepreneurs at each one. It's it's the same thing. Being able to recruit well. It's the most difficult thing in the world, um, getting those people to to stay. A number of years back, a number of years back, uh, I did as as we mentioned to you previously. I did a two year national speaking tour with HSBC, eighty four events mm. across the UK, and <clears throat> each of those events, I asked those entrepreneurs, the business owners, what are the common challenges that you have in your business, and the number one was that was holding back their growth was the ability to get hold of the right caliber quality of people to help them grow the business. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely bet it was. And, you know, my personal experience is, is being like that as well. And I've done both ends of the spectrum of the previous business had, um, you know, sports and uh, fitness industry had uh, a couple of sports injury clinics, had an online health and fitness business. Um, and I went the one extreme of, of hiring the most highly qualified, most experienced people I could find. But the challenge there was that they wouldn't take any of my, my ideas and do anything differently. <laughs> You know, every every meet monthly meeting would be like, "Now, oh, well, this is the way we do it, and this is the way we've always done it. Right. And why would we want to try that?" And I was literally just like banging my head against the wall. But then the flip side of that is, um, having recruited um, a couple of years ago, now starting this up, the what I thought was you know the youngest, brightest talent coming out of the local universities, um, and it's quite challenging because people obviously act the behavior is very different now. They think nothing of pulling a mobile phone out and chatting to you in the middle of an interview while checking their messages. And whereas, you know, my <laughs> era find that quite disrespectful, really. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But, you know, it seems to be uh, accepted behavior um, and, you know, sh- shorter attention spans. Um, it, and, you know, I, I think obviously the, 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 the probably the sweet spot is somewhere in the middle. Somebody you know who's who's you know well educated, uh, qualified, but still um, 
is enthusiastic and open to new ideas and suggestions. So you're still going to find those nuggets in, in either of those, you know, extreme examples that I've given. But I think the sweet spot is, is getting somebody who's, who already has some life experience, but is still, you know, you can mold into, sure. take that enthusiasm and, and mold it into, you know, the I- ideal employee that you're looking for, really. So we're talking about the traits that successful startups uh, sort of demonstrate. So one was focus, focusing on that one thing until they're successful. The second was the getting the hiring piece right mm. in terms of hiring good quality people. What are other sort of common success traits of startups? Yeah, so so support network, I think. Um, and, you know, again, something that comes out a lot is you know, it's lonely being an entrepreneur. Um, yes, and if yeah, you're yeah. a solopreneur, you know, i.e., you're, you're starting out on your own. You don't have a co-founder. Um, and I've spoken to people who specifically want to start their business with a co-founder. That, that's not possible for, for everybody or, you know, you could be waiting a very long time. So having a mentor um, is key. And I, I think the successful startups, the successful entrepreneurs have an entrepreneur uh, sorry, have, have a mentor. And again, you know, a very common question I, I get asked at events, you know, is where people can find mentors. And I think it's trying to identify those people who are where you want to be, um, not those necessarily who've been there, done it, retired 10 years ago, because yes. not necessarily, you know, things change so quickly. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's still have to be relevant. Don't still they? got to be massively relevant, Gavin. Yeah. So it's 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 finding somebody who's maybe three, four, five years from where you want to get to, um, and just asking. I say this to everybody. You know, you'd be amazed how many people say yes if you just ask them, and if right. you offer to do something for them first, whether it's connecting them to somebody, uh, finding out what they're looking for, um, and for me. You know, two things: it's, it's getting out there and physically meeting people, getting out from behind your laptop, finding out what's going on locally. And if there's nothing happening because you're in a small village, then moving to the next, um, you know, area where there's a significant population, finding out what's going on. Or otherwise, you know, LinkedIn has been massive for me. It's been the biggest connector, um, without a shadow of a doubt. I only started using it properly probably two years ago now. Um, so just as a, a slight departure then, <clears throat> what is it you do within LinkedIn that you find um, as a strategy that works very effectively for you? Uh, literally as simple as um, messaging people and some is literally as simple as that. It might sound ridiculous, but it's literally just, and, 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 and as an aside to that, it's, it's not just sending somebody a connection request. It's actually putting a message on that um, right. because, you know, I get a, gazillion requests now you just think why you start to get a bit cynical after some of the messages you, you get and you know why is that person connecting me what what do they want um of course so i think if you're offering something to start with in that message then that person is more likely to respond back to you and, and for me some people have taken a year to get back and it's when it suits them i.e they might have a book to promote they might have a new product to promote but people will get back to you not not everybody will and some people are far too busy and you know, I won't get back to people for one, two weeks sometimes simply because, you know, again, I just don't have the time at the moment with everything I'm doing to, to check that. Some people get, you know, message you literally instantly, but um, it's just perseverance. It's just perseverance, you know, picking up people that you're aspiring to be 
in their position, start by asking them, you know, reaching for the stars and then working your way down and, but just be persistent, be consistent. Um, you, you want those people to either love you or loathe you really. Those are, you know, you want to attract those people and turn off those people that you're not looking to attract at the end of the day. You, you want to be, you want to stand out. So for me, it's, um, it's, it's getting a mentor, getting a support network. Um, and I think the other one that comes up time and again is keeping an eye on your financials. You know, cash is oxygen. You could have an incredibly successful business, but if you haven't got cash in it, unfortunately, and you know, I've spoken to so many people who you'd see as really successful businesses and they said, yeah, literally we've, you know, a couple of times if some comes so close to bankruptcy, uh, came out again at the last event we did, um, really well-known brands that you'd know saying, you know, we struggle to, to meet payroll a few times just because there's not been enough cash in the business because, mm-hmm. you, you know, it might be one of these businesses where you're with the big supermarkets and their terms are like 90 days or something like that. It's tough. I had a, hard, a heart-wrenching story last week, actually, where a business, uh, an experience that, of a business went, um, was doing really well, was growing fantastically. Um, they had a couple of problem contracts that uh, that caused some some financial setbacks, but one of their biggest customers went bust themselves and and, and took this company out. Mm. But the heart wrenching, well, that's heart wrenching its own right. But that's basically the seven days before you know game over because of the cash. They'd won several major jobs in a different sector mm. with better profit margins with big, big names, big high street names. Um, and that that would have been the turnaround of that yeah. business. And if it, if cash, cash is oxygen, you know, um, yeah. Jim Collins in his book, Built to Last Talks, so he uses the, the analogy, as you, as you no doubt know, of uh, Everest teams that were successful and those that were successful in getting back down alive actually left extra oxygen tanks at certain staging points on the mountain uh, okay. so they could hunker down in any storm. Yeah, and they've got oxygen to... Very to cool. weather out the storm. Yeah, yeah. And so he's just said, build your oxygen reserves in your business. Yeah. That's that phrase that you've just talked about there about cash is oxygen. Cheers. And, and as you said, like with that example, timing is everything. Uh, you know, yeah. expect so many people, uh, you know, and again, you can only control what you, what you can control, but speaking to so many people where, you know, serendipity, timing plays such, such a massive part in their success and they've just happened to catch that perfect wave, you know. Yeah. Um, so just, 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 Delve a little deeper on that point about cash. Now, you know, we uh, my my reading is certainly in the UK market, but in global markets that I think we're we're, we're heading into in the next couple of years some economic slowdown. Um, what what's your take on what people should be doing around cash in their business at the moment? Yeah, just something that I'm looking at. It, it, it's interesting times, isn't it? And you know, this event, people like we don't want to mention the B word, um, i.e., Brexit, depending on who's listening to this and when you put it when it when this episode comes out. But um, yeah, and it's interesting, like the the online side of things, like I've seen, like you know, in a, from personal experience with, with my own business and what we're doing, the online side of things has been off the Richter scale, popularity wise. Yet the actual physical stuff, like live events, has been absolute struggle. If I'm honest, right? And I I just thought, is it just me? And then you start reaching out to um, other people doing what we do, and it not just in our town, but in London, we found the same struggle. And my mentor, 
I think had it, and I've had a million reasons from a million different people telling me why they think it would be, you know, and I just said, I don't think it's Brexit particularly. And then my mentor said, I think it's just created a general air of economic uncertainty. And I went, absolutely. That's it. I'm that is exactly encapsulated. Um, what I think it is, it's just people are, you know, business owners are, are genuinely scared. People thinking of starting a business, maybe shying away from it as well. Um, and, and people, you know, then start cutting back on those things that aren't absolutely essential for their business. And, and again, a really interesting stat I had, and I won't mention the names, but a co-working space, the most popular one where we are, in one month, saw their occupancy go from 97%, 65%. Wow. I know. Wow. And when it's £360 a desk, yep. you do the maths yeah. on the numbers. Yeah. And, and, it, and they had a waiting list, and they'd had planning permission refused twice on the other side of the building, which would have tripled their occupancy, their uh, availability. So... For me, I was like, right, do you know what? That says it all. Yeah. If people have, you know, um, startups, scale-ups, small businesses are literally cutting back on desks and working at home, then clearly going out to a live event or maybe going out for a meal, uh, stuff like that. I'd be, I'd be interested to know, you know, how it's affected the hospitality trade as well. So it, it's, um, it's kind of an obvious measure for small and scaling businesses to cut back on cost. But then we go back to your other point about you need a support network and it can be lonely on your own. And, and, and somehow it actually can be a counterproductive move because the, the very vibrancy and connectivity and shared support network that you might have in a co-working space could be the, the spark that helps you come up with, help keep the momentum yeah. and the drive, but also help you come up with a new idea and the new offering. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So in, un, in, in uncertain economic times, what do you think business owners most need? Certainty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, literally certainty, um, which is, again, it, it's, it's tough. You can... You can only control what you can control. And if it was easy, clearly everybody would be starting a business, but, but it's not. Um, everybody's grinding. Um, everybody's hustling. Um, and you've just got to keep on doing what you're doing. You, you really do. And what do you think we can do as, as business owners and what have you seen work with uh, other successful startups of, to, to build that increased sense of certainty? I, I, again, I, d I don't think there's there is a, a right or wrong answer there. Um, for me, I think it's looking after your existing customers yeah. is key, um, and we're all, again all probably guilty of looking for new business when, as you know, and most of our listeners are probably know, it's far less expensive to uh, get more revenue from our existing customers by you know just crowdsourcing, finding out what else do they need sure. what else you know how, how often do we check in with them um to find out what else do they need what are their challenges and can we supply that or if we can't supply that can we connect them to the person who can supply that which is only going to bring us goodwill and possibly um some extra pounds dollars otherwise so for me i think it's you know yes you you clearly you still want to be open for business from new clients but i think in times of uncertainty um it's it's 
it's definitely looking at, looking at your overheads and and looking what you can um, where you can get better deals from that. Um, and that's just as well. I think personally, as well as your business, you know, how many people now uh, look every year at better deals for their course, you know, gas, yeah. electric, phone broadband we should we should be doing the same thing in, in in our business you know looking can we get better deals from our suppliers um all that kind of stuff I, th- I think in terms of uncertainty then things like that are absolutely key for keeping your head above the water and i think the other side so that's the one we've got to reduce risk and reduce out, uh, cash outflow but i also think we need to build our level of belief in our offering to know that we are adding genuine and uh, value to our customers and you know, doubling down on what we need to do to really help our customers serve our customers. So you're certain that they are getting enough value that they're going to want to continue to purchase your product or your service. Yeah, absolutely. Um, confidence is key. Having um, positive attitudes, you know, glass is definitely half full, not half empty and believing 100% in, um, in what you're offering. Absolutely. And possibly, you know, revisiting that, um, seeing can, can you improve it? Um, or, or, you know, what's your messaging? Could you improve the messaging behind that? Because you might think it's the best thing in the world, but um, is that coming across in in how you articulate that to to your customers? Yeah. How do you? Uh, how, what have you seen individuals do to bolster resilience? Then, if they've got any setbacks, and to get, how, what do you seen them do to bolster their personal resilience as they're growing and scaling their business? Um, I think not being afraid to ask for help. Great. Yeah. It's key. Um, you know, if you, if you had a setback, um, and yeah, hundred percent, you, you have to be resilient if you're, if you're going into business because every day, um, you'll get a knock in, in some way, shape or form, but equally you'll, you'll get wins on, on a daily basis. Um, and it's, it's celebrating those wins and focusing on those rather than the negatives. Um, but for me, it's, it's, you know, being able to ask for help if you if you are struggling, you know, looking at your immediate network, you know, who you you associate with. Um, it's for me for me if and I, I did I try to well, I do do this consistently. I do it on a quarterly basis. Try to do it on a monthly basis, and then sometimes obviously that slides. But taking time out, um, you know, we're so busy in the in the hamster wheel and focusing on trying to generate revenue build our teams, thinking of different products or services or, or refining those. But being able to – so I'll take a day out and I'll, I'll go to a hotel where the internet connection is appalling so people can't get hold of me out in Brilliant. the forest, basically. Brilliant. Um, and, and just spend a day reviewing the last quarter, reviewing the last month, um, and then planning – for the next one and, and doing that obviously well in advance of the next one, not doing it on April the 1st, for example, for April, May, June, but being able to, you know, review and, and, and reload, you know, we're, we're just doing an event in, in May um, that's specifically based around that. Um, and, and we've added a, a mentoring element to that. So, you know, because as I alluded to before, it, it can be a very lonely business being an entrepreneur. Not everybody has a mentor So being able to, just have time to um, to to brainstorm different ideas, to take part in different workshops, um, in everything from you know branding to marketing to running a Facebook ad to running a, a PR campaign to finding out what metrics you should be tracking in your business. You know anything and everything that I could kind of think of that 
an entrepreneur would need and then adding that layer of mentoring as well. Because I just think people, people don't do it. Um, but it's absolutely key because if, you know, if you're not regularly reviewing what you're doing, how do you know how successful or unsuccessful you've been? If you haven't got, you know, some metrics in place, um, to review that. So, so that's key for me being able to, you know, review, rewind and then reload and, and, and go again, really. Um, and, and having some kind of routine, um, rituals in your life, um, is some of the things that I've found successful entrepreneurs do. Yes. Um, I, I did an episode of, of it on my podcast, just from conversations I'd had with, with people from the, Richard Reed's innocent to Lewis Howes, you know, in America, yes. people like that, that I've interviewed and it's stuff that I've incorporated in my life now, stuff that I thought was probably quite woo woo before, but stuff that's now really part of my life, which is just, you know, having a regular morning routine and an evening routine where I'm, I'm setting my goals. I'm taking some time out just to do a little bit of, and it's only 10 minutes for a bit of mindfulness, a bit of meditation. Um, and then reflecting at the end of the day, um, you know, did I achieve those goals? What were my three biggest wins? Um, what were my three biggest lessons learned? Just little things like that. Um, and what, in your own experience, what does that do for you? For me, it gives me clarity, gives me focus, right. um, brings a bit of calm to the day, uh, before and after. So before, you know, heading out into the maelstrom of, um, of meetings and, um, you know, whatever that day has in store for me. And then at the end of the day, being able to have that little bit of calm and, you know, I think it definitely helps you sleep better at night. The fact that you can kind of review and just get a bit of closure on your day, really. Otherwise, you know, I think we go to bed with a million ideas still swirling in our heads and um, it's a, uh, it's a challenge to to switch off. You know, if you are an entrepreneur and you find yourself at 11 o'clock at night, telling you, telling you, telling your wife or your, your, your husband's, Oh, I've just got this amazing, and then they literally look around and they're fast asleep, and you're like, right, okay, clearly, clearly not interested <laughs> anymore. Night then. Happens to us all. Yeah, brilliant. So, Alex, if people want to find out more about uh, you, the the programs, the events that you run, the Reload events, they want to check out your podcast. Where do they go to? Yeah, so um, easiest way, um, love people to check out the podcast, screw it, just do it. Um, iTunes, Spotify, any other platform. Um, likewise, if you just look on Eventbrite um, and you just search, screw it, just do it, will come up. Um, an easiest way to connect with me is at Alex Chisnell on pretty much everything. LinkedIn, Twitter, easiest kind of B2B ways to um, get hold of me. Fantastic. Alex, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I don't know whether you know, but we kind of got uh, uh, photobombed by your cat in the background. Excellent, did we? This, uh, That's brilliant. Where, where <laughs> yeah, so, they, where, so for... There you go. So, so for those that like uh, watching cat videos, of which then, there are uh, many. We've, we've, we've got that feature. I'm aware. Of which there are many, yeah. apparently. Yeah. yeah. Alex, thanks very much. And uh, once again, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed our conversations and I look forward to speaking to you too. You too. Soon. Thank you very Cheers. much. This episode of the Business Mastermind is brought to you by the Evolve Mastermind. The Evolve Mastermind is a business mastermind for business owners of businesses turning over between 500,000 and 5 million per annum. 
Their monthly events provide you with solutions, strategies, inspiration and insights to help you scale and grow your business. Each month there's a hand-picked speaker to provide you with relevant strategies plus time to mastermind with other business owners on issues that are facing you and your business. With groups in Chelmsford in Essex and Manchester in the Northwest and more locations planned, go to www.the-evolve-mastermind.co.uk. That's www.the-evolve-mastermind.co.uk. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.